and welcome to Fans of the Genre 31 for June 19th, 2017. I'm Brian Swanson. I'm Mikey Krieger. And I'm your dad's ass. Um, we're back. We were just... We're back, uh, baby. We just got off, just got off our flights from the uh, from L.A. Um, how was your guys' flight? I oh. got uh, I got upgraded to first class, and this um, they gave me free alcohol. So I, I, I got in on the uh, Hyperloop beta, and I just shit took the Hyperloop up. Actually, paid for all of Rhodes' alcohol and gave him a blindfold and told him it was first class. He thought it was like a, one of those little nice little face masks. You just put oh, a bunch thought- of like like new car smell air fresheners in front of his face like oh wow smells amazing put a hot towel on his neck but i didn't tell him where that towel came from jokes on you i thought this was one of those like blind dining experiences like you get in new york city where um where like you go inside and it's all dark and you only have your other senses to like uh to make sense of the world so yeah uh either way it might have been gross stuff um but i was like highfalutin um, I was a highfalutin flyer. All right. Anyway, yeah, we were in LA for E3, um, where we recorded a bunch of pods. We missed you on the last one, Brian. It was a lot of fun. I was partying. Uh, yeah, what were you doing? I was, you know, all those parties, like, like Twitch party, like the the uh, PlayStation VR party. The, um, Sounds I like got, you're having a hard time coming up with parties. Are you I got sure into you the Ouya party. Parties? The Ouya party was, was pretty lit. Um, hey, Mikey, he doesn't even seem to understand that the Ouya is not a thing anymore. It isn't? That's what you think. Shit. Were you at that party too? Yeah. I was at the Atari Ouya party. Where was I? Oh, well. Um, probably in bed like an old man. It's true. Like an old married man. Um, so if you want to hear our... Uh, FOTG reacts pods um, that got like super. Those are the most popular ones because we put, we put the word react in all the titles. Um, we got that SEO. We didn't get sued. Um, no. Um, We're influencers, guys. We did it. We, we yeah, next year we'll be on stage um, flubbing some lines. Did, do you remember a, that line in the like Waypoint Radio where the orc yelled at Danica? <laughs> <laughs> Tag me. You're an influencer. I know it. <laughs> Yes, I do remember that. I love that. Um, do you guys remember the guy who was yelling at, I think it was Microsoft? Like, it was that, like, cute little, um, like, cartoony shooter. And, like, that one strange balding man oh, was God, yeah. shoutcasting on stage. Yeah. You know what I thought was kind of weird about E3 was all the, um, it was all, like, the really gamery t-shirts um, that they had. Yeah, those were good. Yeah. Um, there's one in particular nice that I'm, no, 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 okay. no, there's one in particular that I'm trying yeah. to find. It, it, it was a picture of a, of a tweet in a frame mm-hmm. and it was just a shirt that had a cut out of this tweet that said, this is going to look great in the new apartment, hanging it in a place of prominence. Um, <sighs> I thought it was kind of a weird shirt to have. I didn't really get it, but, um, yeah. Anyway, we're here to talk it's about the favorite shirt. games that we saw at E3. <laughs> That's um, the weirdest, like. I know. I'm sorry. Meta I don't know. Twitter. <laughs> that that yeah. was like a game sphere verbal joke. subtweet. Like I appreciate yeah. it, but. No, it took me a long while to get there too. I might yeah, edit it down there. in post to uh, make it sound way funnier. Yeah. Um, or kind of funny, if you will. Um, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> you redeemed yourself. Thank you. Anyway, we each came away with uh, 10 games that we're most excited about. There are like six that we all had on that list, so we're going to talk about them first. Um, 
in a game that I think surprised us all the most with maybe just how weird it actually is, is Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, yeah uh, man. It, it was like easily like the one game I was most excited to see going into E3, yeah. but um, like how far they're leaning into just the batshit crazy absurdity of it's amazing. You just like possess people and things, like yeah, up, up to and including a human man and a T Rex. Yeah, and a tank. Yeah. And there's a cool like a uh, t- like a 2D mode or not mode, but like certain levels you'll be able to jump on, like onto the wall, kind of like that uh, that like Zelda game that came out on 3DS, worlds, the mosaic. Yeah, that's Zelda, awesome. Yeah. So it's like a really w- one of the things that I thought was super cool is like, as you mentioned, you can possess enemies with by throwing your hat at it. Um, so like in that 2D mode, there's a bullet bill chasing you, and you possess it with your hat, and you're flying around as a bullet bill. And then you exit the 2D mode into 3D, and you have to use that to like knock out a block to to move forward in the in the map. Like there, there's a really cool combination of mechanics and weirdness that uh, I'm excited to see just how far it goes. I just really puzzles. dig the idea. Of, yeah. yeah, like the puzzles, but I really dig the idea that it's like kind of going back to that Mario 64, Mario Sunshine. <laughs> like, yep, there's just a world, and you just like can can do things and interact with it in certain ways and you'll get like stars or moons i guess right they're moons in this game um which is it's like so different from like 3d world and in 3d land where you know it's just like level 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 level. and i actually never played galaxy so what it looks like to me because none of us have played it even though we were all definitely at uh e3 we were definitely at e3 but uh, the wines were just so long yeah um yeah new donk city was packed um Plus, like, it, Nintendo canceled their appointments for some reason. I don't, I don't really yeah. want to get into it on air. It was, it was but, weird. Yeah. Um, Inside baseball. But, <laughs> yeah. The, the levels all, like, look a little more like Banjo-Kazooie than anything else. Like, the way that they're packed with things to do that aren't, like, mission-based. Because, like, Su- like, Super Mario 64 is straight up, like, you go in there, you're, like, it... And certain situations will, like, rearrange the level to f- uh, fulfill, like, this specific mission. Mm-hmm. And Super Mario Sunshine, it, like, didn't quite... Like, wasn't quite as busy and didn't quite have as much, like, I feel importance to, like, the little things packed in there. But, like, that's what the Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie games did. Like, the levels were just, like, completely packed. They were fully realized and, like, they were a lot more dynamic and um, you can kind of, like, go at your own pace. Where, especially Super Mario 64 was much more, like, goal-oriented, like... Yep. All right, we're going to pop you in here. You go get the thing, you'll pop out, and then we'll drop you in again. And um, it's really cool. Like, apparently, the, the moons in the game that you collect, there's a lot of them. So, yeah. like, there's just, like, they're, yeah. like, seem, seemingly very, like, densely packed. And, um, the, like, the spaces don't seem, like, super huge, but just, the, like, they're very well designed, and, like, almost everything in them mm-hmm. seems to be of importance, or at least, like, was consciously designed, like, for a specific reason in mind. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I agree with you about Super Mario Odyssey, Mikey. Now on to a game called A Way Out. Segway. (laughs) Segway. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so A Way Out is a follow-up to uh, Brothers A Tale of Two Sons, which is developed by a small indie studio, um, both of which rely on, like, two-player cooperation to solve puzzles and navigate the world. Um, Looks Uh, really cool. It looks like a prison breakout sort of game. Yeah, uh, and it's, like, mandatory co-op. It's not, like, drop-in, drop-out. Right. Like, you, like you're both sharing the screen at the same time doing different things and it's very cinematic yeah. in the way that it's designed and presented i yep. feel like the characters look kind of generic but also look yeah. very unique 
at the same time like it's not you're not looking at like an overwatch cast there but you've got these like you've got this world that sort of evokes something out of the like 20th century like the 60s or 70s to me like mutton chop guy and and, and stuff like that uh, it just looks different you know from yeah. a lot of a lot of other games and I, I like that you know it's not too cartoony but it's not too realistic it's yeah. not very it's not very uh uh specific right there but <laughs> no I, I i also like the presentation it's very cinematic in that it like uh like you'll be following two characters who are in different rooms but like it's kind of split screen and the focus might be on one character or the other but like you're seeing the same situation from different perspectives or like the the characters eventually meet and the split screen kind of fades away. There's just something about the split screen in this game that seems really cool in the presentation. Um, anyway. I, think the, I think the biggest concern about it is that it was presented in a way that made it seem like it was a very like open world-ish sort of Oh yeah, that's going like, to be pretty linear, I bet. It's, it's probably going to be pretty linear. And so I think yeah. if, if you watch that trailer and you wonder about all of the opportunities that you could have in this world... Uh, it sounds like the the director is trying to tell a specific story, and that everything sort of, you know, leads back, funnels back into sort of one narrative. Yeah, but, it, it kind of seems like The Walking Dead in that way, yeah. in like most Telltale games, where like you're given like this illusion of choice, and maybe little things will change. Like, um, I remember they're talking about there's a scene where you're like robbing a convenience store, and you choose which one of the characters has the gun, and you need to like kind of plan out like this person needs to watch these people, and like be a certain amount of aggressive with them or like a little more passive and try and calm them down and like things will play out differently but I just don't see it really like being a full on like choose your adventure kind of game like like I feel like you're largely going to get the same ending no matter what you do yeah yeah I think it just stood out because it was at the first conference of the week like electronic arts is uh, play event or whatever they called it and I expected something along the lines of Yarny or even like plants versus zombies at some point, but instead we sort of get this game that isn't trying to be like a cartoon. It's just trying to be like a story. It yeah, and even if it isn't super deep and it is a bit linear, like if it's told well, then who cares? Like that, if yeah, a good yeah. story is a good story. So I, I'm still super into it. Like yeah, regardless of all that. Yep. Uh, let's see. These next two snuck on this list, and I didn't realize it until that we started recording, but I'm actually not as excited for these games. So I'm going to let you guys take it away. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I so these ones, like, um, at the very least, Brian and I both had, um, yeah. And they're, and they're yeah. pretty big stories, but the first one's totally. beyond good and evil too. I think which, for me, what really stood out for this was like just a fan reaction, right? I haven't actually played the first one, but same. seeing all of I, everyone's I, so excited. Like I even wrote on my list, like, uh, when I was writing on on infinitedogs.com, like Beyond Good and Evil Two isn't going to be there, but what if it was? Yeah, it was, and then it was. Everyone sort of had that same thought that like, there's no way this is going to show up. And Marty Sleepa sure there, didn't. Yeah, he said he was going to eat his cup. Has he done it? Yeah, yeah see that. But beforehand, he tweeted like, "If Beyond Good and Evil closes out Ubisoft's press conference, I'm going to eat my mug on like live on stream." And yeah. then just immediately, everyone's like, "Marty, can I watch? When are you going to do it?" Um, <laughs> It's like, oh, like it's nice to know Marty, but uh, yeah, like, I'm I'm interested in it. it. It seems very ambitious. Like, yeah, what they've described is, uh, kind of out there, and who knows on whether or not they'll deliver. But that trailer was fucking awesome, and I'm at least down with like the tone that this game's going for. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. Like, at, like I'm 
I've played Beyond Good and Evil One, and it never was one of those games that like I just like super cherished. Like that mm-hmm. and Psychonauts, I've never had the uh, kind of fandom for. But yeah, I th- I think it's super cool that it's happening finally. And um, totally. And the way to make this list is, is to cry on stage, which uh, Michelle Ansel did. So yep. he gets on here. Um, awesome. And then the second mm-hmm. one, yeah, that Rhodes isn't into but should be, is Metroid: <laughs> Samus Returns. Yeah, yeah, I'm, um, I'm super pumped about that. So the reason I'm not as excited about this is one, I'm not super into 2D Metroid games. Uh, shame on me, I know, but they've <laughs> never really clicked for me. Huh. Um, whereas games that have been inspired by them and Castlevania. Uh, like have been good and I like them. I just can't go back and play older versions of that thing. Um, well, and so this is like it's like I think they said a reimagining of Metroid yeah. Two on the original Game Boy, but I think yeah, it's yeah. more of like the story beats are the same and the layouts are going to be the same. Like there's so much added here that it's not like a right like, 25 year old game. I get right. the I get the feeling that they're going to add some more story to it, similar to what they did with uh, Metroid Zero Mission on the Game Boy Advance, where they mm-hmm. added that whole extra like section where you played as Samus or Zero Suit Samus. Like, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they said, "Hey, there's more narrative to tell here," and so we're going to set it up that way, which has me really excited. Um, I heard that the developer for this. Uh, yep, that's that was my next point. But yeah, go ahead, go for it. Oh, like. Uh, it's, I think it's called Mercury Systems. They made a really bad, or not well-received, I haven't played it, uh, a poorly-received 2D Castlevania game. Um, yeah. And everyone was super excited when this game got announced, but then they were like, oh, wait a minute, it's that developer, and they made this game that uh, not a lot of people liked. But, you know, they've got a stronger framework here if they're reimagining a game that already exists. Um, yeah, and with Nintendo shepherding them instead of Konami, which... True. Uh, like there's yeah. a total, and like you could point to like other M and things like that, but this game doesn't Oof. seem to be trying to like completely overhaul the Metroid system like other M did. Totally, that's a good point. So that's um, pretty great. Like, they I've always been a big fan, but yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and especially since they took down uh, AM2R, the another Metroid Two remake, like yeah. to, to follow up and actually like remake Metroid Two, like I, I think at the very least it's kind of on notice as like, okay, you need to perform because somebody made a really good version of this already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and then the real game show. Totally. That like, uh, like the, so this is the platform I need to be like vocal about it. Like this is not a joke. No. I am legitimate. Like if I had to like gun to my head, pick between Mario plus rabbits and super Mario odyssey, I would pick super Mario odyssey. But yeah. in terms of like games that fucking floored me at E3, like, Mario plus Rabbids is the game that I'm most hotly anticipating right now. God, yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, for context, this was announced and leaked a couple weeks back, and we knew that it was going to be some sort of mashup with uh, the Mario world and the Rabbids from, like, Rayman Raving Rabbids. Yeah. Like, the proto-minions, if you will. Right. On paper, um, it's like putting the minions into a Miyazaki movie. Where it's like, sure, like oh, yeah. one, one of my all-time favorite things in the world, something that I hold very dear to my heart. It's like, oh, now, yeah, like, minions are farting on each other and fucking spirited away now. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, nope. <laughs> um, but this is, uh, I mean, we, we, we reacted to it already. We, uh, no, we didn't. We didn't really talk about Nintendo, did we? Anyway, yeah, this no, is no, like... No, no, because this was at Ubisoft. We talked about it. Oh, yeah, okay. So this is uh, Mario and Rabbids meet XCOM and... 
it's just uh, who would have thought of that like who would have thought I, that I, that was going to be a winning uh, model but something about my, it actually looks like super fun to play my boy david thought of it it's true what, what a guy. he's like made. replying to everyone on twitter who's like who's like saying yeah your game's fucking awesome. Like this is like the developer who camera shot to him was like crying on stage when mm-hmm. uh, Miyamoto was announcing his game. And yeah, c- called him out by name is like like this guy's making an awesome game and just like it cut to him and he was like sitting there just like welling up and it was it was like really like sincere and beautiful and uh, he's a shirt of it now. Yeah, and yep. like in it honestly like th- like that and the other instances where this kind of happened definitely like not necessarily like people crying is what I want to see more of at E3, but like shining a light on the people who make games. Like Polygon had a really good video series for a little bit where they like really made it a point to like introduce you to the people that make games and like give you a peek inside the eyes of developers. Like we have like the Todd Howards and um, the Peter Molyneux where we're like, yeah, that guy in his game. And like, I wish that smaller games did that. Like mm-hmm. that's the good thing about a lot of indie games where it's like, Jonathan Blow and Steve Gaynor, um, like Edwin McMillan, your dad's ass, Tim Schafer, um, like you know those guys. But for these like Ubisoft kind of guys and these kinds of games, like I feel like that's a really good way to get people into it. Is like have genuine like, like yeah. hey, this is the guy that's making this game, and like it's just this adorable little Italian man who is yeah. just like willing up and like broadcasting to like millions of people. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yep. It's great. Yep. Um, so we'll get more of that w- with time. Yeah, that, that comes out in August, I think. So it's crazy. It's right there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, that's on top of my radar right now. Like that is what I'm most like. Like that and Mario Odyssey are the two games that I know for sure that I'm buying this year. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a lot else I want to play, but I, you know, something's got to give. There's too many games. Yeah. So uh, for the oh, last one. Um, we I think we all or we all definitely agree that Wolfenstein 2 is up on that list as well and yep. I can't I, I can't even really explain the the sensation or the feeling that I that I had while I was watching the end of that sort of disappointing but does the uh, press conference as I just felt my jaw kind of start dropping as like each yeah. scene just hard cut from like one to the next yeah. for this Wolfenstein 2 trailer because man it was it was fantastic and by the yep. like Halfway through, there's like a like a American communist shouting at uh, at BJ Blazkowicz in like this southern drawl about Wall Street while a guy's playing a clarinet during a sniper battle, and then yeah, all of a it's, sudden, it's so good. Yeah. So like leading it, into that, I was so like deflated about like that whole conference, like everything that like leading up to that was so bad. Yep. That and I was like, everyone kind of knew Wolfenstein was going to be there, and like. I don't know if anyone knew how hard they'd come though. Like how yeah. hard they'd. Like, I, I definitely didn't think crazy. that it could carry a press conference. I was like, yeah, like you need something else to like, even if Wolfenstein's the main game, you need something more than that to like boost it. Cause they had the uh, dishonored DLC, but that was really it. Um, yeah. And like, holy shit. was I wrong? Like Wolfenstein yep. two looks fucking incredible. That was dope. And that inspired us all to, well, at least me and Brian to go back and revisit like, um, you're order. playing Wolfenstein One: The New Order, and I'm playing through the Old Blood right now. Which is the ten bucks on PSN. Yeah, I was like the DLC, but I think they actually released it as a standalone. Like mm-hmm. I bought it, and I didn't have to yeah, re-download yeah. the base game. Yeah, like the, the expansion or whatever you want to call right, it. Whatever you call it. Yeah. yeah. And um, I will say the Old Blood feels a little not great. Um, 
I think it's like super heavily padded with enemies and it doesn't feel good. Uh, but the new order is a fantastic game. Yeah. So. It's really fun. Yeah. I am farther than I ever gotten it. I just like got through a water section, which was a water section in a first person shooter, but, um, <laughs> it's just, you know, the, the cutscenes just really focus on that, like quietness in games and, uh, you know, like the people's relationships and it sort of grounds what you're doing and who you're fighting and who doesn't want to punch a Nazi. So, yeah, uh, I don't actually a, punch Nazis in that game. They get stabbed pretty uh, like yep. furiously, but that's fine. And so one thing I didn't notice until people were talking about it um, on like podcasts after the fact was like the whole um, like the uh, area of gameplay that was playable at E3, like you're in a wheelchair the entire time. Oh, yeah. So you're just like rolling around on a wheelchair, just like a Kimbo busting up uh, Nazis. And it's like, that's really fucking cool. That's, like us. Yeah, it's a really yeah. cool perspective that you'd, I've never, don't think I've ever seen in a video game. Yeah, that is cool. I have also heard that the demo that people played wasn't very good, and that maybe they haven't learned the lessons of like demoing or marketing that game. Well, yeah, like the first uh, hour of the uh, New Order was awful. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like, like legitimately bad. Like a lot of people were turned off, and they're like, everyone's yeah. like, no, 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 you need to get past it. Like, I, sw- I swear yeah. it gets better. And then, yeah, like virtually everyone was like, oh yeah, like this game's fucking amazing. But yeah. Um, so that concludes the mutuals list. Um, and now we're going to get into our kind of um, yeah the games that that we're most excited about individually. Yeah, we're going to take it one at a time. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. You start uh, the fir- the first game that like not a whole lot of people talked about and also wasn't on Sony's floor or a uh, press conference, which I think was a huge mistake. I think it was announced and shown in either the pre or post show. Um, but it's a game called Hidden Agenda. And it uh, is the follow-up from Supermassive Games um, to their, like, 2014 horror game, um, Until Dawn. And by follow-up, I mean it's, like, their next game. It's not a, it's not related at all. Yeah. But um, I think you assume the role of a, a, a detective and another player or another character who is um, who responds to uh, calls because there's, like, this serial killer that lays traps for first responders. Um, so the serial killer like kills a bunch of people and then lays traps so that when people call the police, the cops also die. I think is how how it works. Um, but the hook with all this with this game is that like it's encouraged that you play it in a group setting and you each play it with your phone, very similarly to uh, like Jackbox Party Pack, where you all just go to a website or download an app and interact mm-hmm. with uh, with things there. And each person in the room is given character traits and then one person has a hidden agenda that they want to like influence the game to go a certain way. So like part of the game is playing through the story, but also the other part of the game is figuring out who in the room with you wants things to go a certain way. And like, it's a game of trust and it's a game of like making decisions. And, uh, they did this with until dawn too, with the butterfly effect, but they're, they're using a different term now with like the pond ripple effect where, like, your small choices will leave a tiny little ripple if you, like, it, like as you were if you were to drop a rock into a pond. Um, but then if you were to drop a boulder into a pond, you'd see huge ripples that, like, affect the outcome of the story. So, like, people can die, uh, they'll remain dead. Um, all of your choices have some sort of impact. Uh, and I don't know, like, people, everyone that's talked about it and played it made it sound like it was a huge mistake not to show it more prominently, because it's, like, I don't know. It sounds super cool, and I'm 
like I want to play it with you guys. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's a you, game you, that like I want to get people into a room. Um, your your wife sent out uh, a message in her group yeah. chat like, "You guys, we're gonna play this game, right?" Yeah, so it's like, yeah, let's do it. Well, <laughs> so she's been replaying until dawn. Like, I think in light of that, and uh, she just loves interactive fiction like that, like like mm-hmm. Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls and stuff like that. And Telltale, um, mm-hmm. Telltale, exactly. Like, yeah, something so, that like fits a like multiple person setting in a certain way. Right. And and this seems to be like the next evolution of a game like that because they know that people play those games as a group or stream them and they take audience feedback into into determining choices. Yeah, like yeah. on Twitch. So it's like they play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and to to make that such a huge part of the of actually playing the game is a is a really cool choice. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. I don't know when it, I think it comes out this year, which is amazing. It's like, again, why not show this game? That was a really weird Sony press conference to do that. Yeah. Um, for my list, I have State of Decay 2, the follow-up from the original State of Decay. Um, I didn't play a ton of the original one, but I just really liked the concept of it, like the whole idea that like you are just trying to survive in a post-apocalyptic zombie world. Uh, I like the fact that Microsoft is really like behind these this team now, and that there's four-player co-op, and that it's cross-platform and on PC, uh, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of the times being able to play co-op with friends is gonna is one of the main factors just to, as to, to get me to play a game um especially if my friends buy into it and are interested so i'm pretty excited to see where it goes uh and there's just like not much on the xbox right now when it comes to that the whole like ominous exclusive conversation so to see them really put a lot of emphasis behind state of decay like a relatively newer um ip for them i'm pretty stoked so the problem yeah. is that that goes all out the window when PUBG comes out. Sure, it could and you be get very punk different. bat on the Xbox. Like, fuck, <laughs> no I'm one so will play any game but but uh, punk bat. Yeah, I, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my first game that uh, is on my personal list is Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I assume that's the way that we're pronouncing it. Um, I think so. I think you incorrectly corrected me last week. <laughs> um, yeah. Um. So. It's basically like, what it essentially is is Marvel versus Capcom, but Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. um, and like it's it's so fucking pretty, especially considering how ugly Marvel versus Capcom is. Yeah, like, I I don't know how that game got made looking like that. Like it, it's uh, like a, it's not a PlayStation Three game. Yeah, it in the worst way, like an early like PS Three game. PlayStation, yeah. PlayStation Two and a Half game. So, and I was talking to one of my coworkers about it because he's super into like the Capcom fighting games. Uh, and like you're talking like and it sucks that like the mo- like this is my least favorite thing about the Marvel movies now is that like when they make a video game they can't do like a comic book style they have to make it in line with the movies like mm-hmm. try yeah. to create like a somewhat like um like like trying to create like the synergy and like trying to make things like relatable like oh yeah like I saw this in the movie like here it is on this and, and apparently for whatever reason like whenever you do like the comic versions it doesn't work out because like like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 looks perfect like that game is stunning it's like the 90s style comic book art um like all of the Capcom characters are are hand drawn in the same way um and like it's such a bummer that Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite looks like dookie but yeah. but Dragon Ball Fighter Z looks looks like you're watching this show but in like the most high def like crisp possible version of it yeah yeah like I'm excited for that it, it very like if you'd probably strip the UI and some people people would be like, this is a weird perspective for Dragon Ball Z to have this show. 
Like it, it, it's just straight up. It looks like like all of the animations, like the dust clouds that kick up, like the uh, like energy blasts. Like it, it just looks so um, like seamless with the environment and the art style. And like I'm terrible at fighting games, and it's a game I'll probably get and I'll play for a little bit, like solo, and play feel really good about myself. And then I'll try playing it multiplayer once and just get utterly destroyed. And be like that was a fun time. <laughs> I so I actually feel like people addressed that very thing when I was hearing people talk about it. It might have been on Giant Bomb. Because they're, uh, they're a staff of fighting game fans, I would say. Um, there are things that like Dragon Ball fighting games do to make you feel a little bit more powerful. Um, and like being able to charge up and being able to execute specials pretty easily. Um, I think that they're going to solve for player incompetence by like kind of leveling the playing field a little bit. So that you can probably just like for lack of a better term, button mash uh, and still yeah. be fairly good at the game. So that's cool. Huh. Yeah. My next game is, a, is another fighter called Absolver, which um, is not new to E3, but they um, more people got their hands on it. Um, this is like a really weird, intimate, close quarters combat uh, martial arts fighting game. <laughs> Um, it's like from behind the shoulder, similar to like a lot of character action games or, or more recently like Dark Souls or, or, uh, uh Dark Souls 2. <laughs> um, or Dark Souls 3. Yeah. Or Bloodborne. Um, oh. but it's all, uh, it's primarily hand to hand and, um, you get like, it's, it's got this really cool minimalist, uh, art style to it where like the characters wear kind of blank masks and, um, you you build up your fighting style by equipping and uh, selecting different moves within a fight style. Um, and one of the fight styles that they announced in E3 was uh, the drunken boxer style, which is similar to like a Jackie Chan movie where he's just sort of like swaying around constantly and kind of looks like, like he's about to topple over at any minute. And there's a lot of like twists and turns and kind of like backhand slaps with this style. Um, I don't know. It, it seems like a really cool way to create a custom move set and and then yeah by doing that you learn to master something that is uniquely yours so there's like i don't know there's like two on one there's like one on one one on one uh there's a couple different modes and like there's a multiplayer element but like primarily it seems to be one on one learning the timing of other people's moves learning when to counter it just seems very like bushido blade meets dark souls uh minus weapons and that <laughs> sounds like right up my alley. I don't know. Sounds yeah, like pretty it, dope. It's a game that like caught my interest, but I forgot to like follow up on it at all. Yeah. yeah. So like I need that's something I need to go back and like watch coverage of and read up on yeah. and like because it looked really cool because that was on Sony's right or is that Xbox? Devolver. Oh, was it was it Devolver? I think so. Um. Well, yeah. I, I remember seeing it somewhere and I was like, okay, this looks really cool. I need. I want to see more yeah. of this. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, Ashen. That's that was that right. Xbox. Yeah. Uh, I put Sea of Thieves on my list. Um, I really think that micro- Microsoft is trying to recapture that lightning in the bottle that was sort of like Minecraft in a lot of ways. Like Sea of Thieves isn't a crafting game. It's not a. It's not like very similar in that way. But it seems like it's a game that you're really meant to play with with friends and sort of romp around and and like have sort of non scripted experiences where someone does something silly and the the world reacts in a way that sort of that. that surprises you and so i really want to see sea of thieves do well because i really want to 
live in a world where AAA publishers are trying to to all compete to have that really cool experience yeah. or have that game. It'd be really awesome if Microsoft had a roster of Minecraft and uh, Sea of Thieves in their in their arsenal to say like, hey, we're doing things other than being shoot, shooty mans in the faces. The combat looks like butt. Yeah. Though. So yeah, I, I think Sea of Thieves is interesting. It like hearing you describe basically what Minecraft is made me think of like <laughs> see, bad combat. <laughs> no, made me think Sea of Thieves is, is more of a response to like the rust or like daisy kind of game but like yeah but like kid friendly and a little like, bit less like cruel maybe um but like yeah. like you said you go on unscripted sort of pseudo narrative adventures where you're kind of making your own story with friends or like like minecraft some of that fun might just be roaming the seas by yourself and like trying to figure out everything you can do on your own um so yeah i'm excited to like like i was telling, telling you guys a couple times now that Hearing specific people talk about their experiences with that game, like just by happenstance, Austin Walker, Griffin McElroy, Justin McElroy, and a fourth person were were playing the demo together, and like that combination of people hearing what Justin was doing instead of actually helping, uh, I don't know, like that that got me more excited is is the the idea of like watching certain people play this game. Um, but then they brought up a valuable point of like how much can you fuck it up? Cause like, yeah, totally. like th- those gags are like, Oh yeah. Like I'm going to show you my map like perpetually. Um, like, Oh yeah, that's funny for, you know, Justin makes it funny forever, but right. like playing with your friends, like, okay. Like at a certain point you're like, okay, we need to do this fucking mission and then like crash yeah. in your boat. Like, yeah, that's funny the first time when you find out that that's something you can do. Um, but yeah, it doesn't like you, you need to really like, overachieve in the way that you can like interact with the world on like breath of the wild levels in order for that to like persist for any meaningful amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny when like a quote influencer does it and we're watching, but is it really that funny when we all do it? No, like I, multiple like, times. Yeah. We probably wouldn't, we'd probably with our limited amount of time where our job isn't to play games would like set aside an hour and a half to do something. And then one of us would fuck it up and then we'd get mad at each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good, that's a good point. So, and that's why it's fun to watch. Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah, I, I just but need to know what like that. the game loop is. Like, yeah. how are you like getting quests? How are you deciding what to do? Like, I think it'd be cool if there was some kind of like WoW MMO structure to it, where it's like you like in the way that you collect missions, where it's like, oh yeah, like here's a big mission where you're gonna need like a party of like six people to go and do it, and like here's something that like you and like another friend can go do, and like I I don't know, like I have no idea what that like the grander like way that that game operates is mm-hmm. like if, if it's just kind of free form like minecraft where it's like yeah just go and do stuff like I, i'm i'm not into that yeah so I'm, i like i'm getting the same vibes as the way a lot of people talked about no man's sky prior to it coming out oh good oh it's just yeah scary you know like like we don't know anything about this game except like you you you, you go around and you you do stuff yeah like <laughs> that's something that Microsoft should probably be thinking about as this this well, game gets closer and closer to definitely not out. hyping it the way Sony hyped No Man's Sky. Totally. Yeah, yeah that's that's the difference. Yeah. Let's move on. Mikey. Okay. Um a game that I'm super excited about that I didn't really see much of, but I didn't really need to, um is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. It's a sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest, which was I think I know it was an Xbox like console exclusive, but I think it 
I'm not sure if it was an ideaed Xbox game. Um, uh, I don't but think it, so. it, yeah, it was an indie Metroidvania game that uh, came to Xbox a couple years ago, and it's uh, one of the better designed Metroidvania games, like like above like Guacamelee in terms of like it, the way that it's like actually like kind of carries out. Um, and it's got this like beautiful art style that looks like it's in the Ubi art framework, but mm-hmm. um, isn't. It's all proprietary. It's fucking beautiful, and like it's a, just a very solid platformer. Pretty difficult, yep. which I'm into. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's a, another one of it, and that's all they needed to say. I'm in You're for another for more. Ori game. Yeah. Uh, the last on my list um, that I feel comfortable talking about is a uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 which we got sort of a an extended look at the multiplayer which kind of we talked about this they did that whole shout casting esports thing <laughs> which totally missed the point with with Star Wars um, yeah and they also they just did a poor job of imitating that yeah so um, but like we said if you were just watching the gameplay that looks like playing feed in Battlefront or Battlefront 2, like it, it, yeah. it kind of evokes similar feelings that you'd get from playing those original Battlefront games. Mm-hmm. And plus, I've heard that they've made like subtle tweaks to the way the game plays because I actually bought Battlefront again, um, 2015, to sort of like get hype and just get back into that world. Um, and I don't know if you guys played that game, but like the shooting in that game, there's no recoil on any of the guns which is yeah, a super bad. weird, bad thing, and you're just not used to it, and there's no weight to any of it. <coughs> and uh, I've heard that they made changes to that, so it's less floaty. Um, I don't know, plus there's a story but, mode, and, like, you know, who knows if that'll be good, but I'm ready to, for more Star Wars stuff, and uh, that game looks fucking beautiful. Like, like I does. went back to... Yeah. I, I remember looking at it thinking, oh, that looks just like Battlefront 2015, and then I booted up 2015, and I was like, "Wait a minute! Like, this game looks good, but it's not, it's not as good as what I was seeing on stage there, like live so, at E3 in LA, right? Like when I was when in LA it. seeing Battlefront 2, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, all those teraflops and in action. Th- the right. fact that they chose the prequels to show off <laughs> Battlefront 2, yeah, and like shit, it worked. Like that yep. sold me yeah. on the game. Like, yep, like th- that's easily the coolest thing, like of the prequels aside from like the Clone Wars show, yeah." So yeah. like I'm like that has me pretty pumped for it. It's just not, you know, like at a certain point I got to take things off the list, and that just didn't make it. But I'm still uh, excited for it regardless. Yeah, yeah. E3 2017 got us excited for rabbits and battle droids. Wow. Whoa. Why are you shooting on battle droids? Battle droids are are cool. They they weren't the problems with the prequels. I think he just meant they got us excited for the prequels at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I put uh, Destiny Two on my list, uh, really sort of as like my quote last one, but I have another one to bring up afterward. Uh, yep. Destiny Two is it's going to be on PC, and I'm really excited to see how that looks, how that feels. Um, well, wait. So you were they had it running on PC in LA? Did you not get a chance to to play it? Of course I did, and oh. I just want to see how outside of the vertical slice yeah. that uh you know we sort of got our got our ha- got hands on with right. uh to give our our impressions for um i'm really excited to see how the full game will will feel on on my pc right with with my rigs set up you yeah. know so that you i can clearly really have bleeding edge technology bleeding edge 
terra floppiness. Yeah. And so it, I just uh, really stoked for it to you know come out on come out on a superior platform <laughs> than um, a quote console. Right. But it. I, I maybe perhaps I feel for it the way a lot of people felt for Des- the first Destiny when it came out, and they were really excited. And I sort of missed that because I didn't have uh, my Xbox One at the time. Um, right. I'm playing a little bit of Destiny right now, and it's I, I started the Taken King content, and I really just need to keep playing that to see how it, how it goes from there. But that I sounds think good. The Destiny Two will be good. Yeah, yeah. I this looks the most like Halo with a paint job that Destiny has yet. Like. Yeah, it looks so much like fucking Halo. And I'm look, okay I'm, with that. Yeah, there, there, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, I'd come to like see Destiny as like a separate thing from Halo, and mm-hmm. it, like this time around, I'm just like, oh shit, yeah, these are. I forgot that that was these guys. Like, that's what they did before this. Yeah, which like pretty good fucking track record. Like, right, right. You know, like no matter how you feel about Destiny and like those later Halo games, like Bungie knows how to make a damn good video game. Truth. Um, my next game. Which uh, they sh- so they had like a live concert um, Saturday night after EA's thing, where they uh, just like a live symphony playing a bunch of Kingdom Hearts music, and then they showed the latest trailer for Kingdom Hearts three, <laughs> and I was already like high on Kingdom Hearts after watching uh, Let's Play the Baseball Games, uh, watching of all the Kingdom Hearts intros on Polygon's YouTube channel. Yep, like I watched all that, and like in doing so, I was like, oh fuck, like. I forgot how much I love Kingdom Hearts. Like I fought that for so long, and like then it came back full force. So then, um, <laughs> then a few days later, the Kingdom Hearts three trailer comes out, and it's like, okay, holy shit! And then um, this last Friday, I bought uh, Kingdom Hearts HD one point five plus two point five remix or whatever the fuck it's called. The yeah, that's the name. The collect yeah the collection of uh, six remix. Kingdom Hearts games. Um, yeah, yeah. And then in the past two days, I started and finished Kingdom Hearts one, and it was. Uh, a very, a very bad but very evocative vi- video game that I would still recommend to people. Like, huh. like it's it's a very bad game, but like the design and like the feels and just like that like aesthetic and ambience of that game is so fucking good. Like, mm-hmm. like very few games can make like bring me back to like a certain feeling. Yeah. Um, like it's like Mario's or Don- actually yeah, Mario's Zelda Donkey Kong Country and Kingdom Hearts are probably the only series like maybe throw in like an earlier JRPG in there sure but like yeah Kingdom Hearts is fucking dope and I'm really excited for three um why don't you just talk a little bit about Metro Exodus because I think I know where Brian's going with the with his next game and with some of the other games that you've got mentioned here yeah, yeah. Um, um, like, and yeah. this was just running out the list. Like, this is a game that I'm excited to see more of. Um, right. It was a cool demo. Or a yeah, never got too deep in. Yeah, never got too deep into Metro, but I've always wanted to. And this looks like the one that's going to do it for me. Like, okay, it's Metro like, Exodus. Because like, yeah, I, yeah. I never pay attention to when those games come out. I think is the, the problem. Yeah. And then they come out, and I don't know how long they've been around. And I'm just like, oh, I'll wait till the next one. And then like a year later, I was like, oh, there's been another Metro game out. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, so th- I mean, Metro 2035 came out in like a long time ago, you know, and yeah. the other one came out like in 2011, maybe. So yeah. Um, no, so 2013. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm excited for this one. It's like open world now, and it looks really fucking cool. And there's dope ass like radioactive bears that are trying to attack you. And it seems pretty cool. I'm into it. So then, re- correct me if I'm wrong. It looks like we're going maybe into question like 
questionable maybe disappointments from E3? Um, so the, the other two that I have, I'm actually excited for, but oh, okay. like, I definitely need to see a little bit more before I'm ready to like commit to it. Yeah. Um, I have the new Spider-Man game, which, like, granted, lo- looks better than any recent Spider-Man games, even though I actually liked uh, Shattered Dimensions a bit. Um, yeah, it looks cool, but it's I don't a bit... think that was a great demo to show. To be honest, guys, like I, uh, I, I was, I. I can't lie, I was not like I was not feeling it something about it like I, I feel like they did a good job of like establishing tone and yeah g- giving a small glimpse but i felt like some parts of it lingered a, too, a little bit too long like that final mm-hmm. sequence where like it's like two minutes of qtes yeah like yeah 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 like I, i'm it's hard to like create like live action like dynamic controlling in those kind of like really spider-man moments so like i understand that you kind of need to rely on um yeah. QTEs to do like a lot of that stuff, but I just hope that right. most of it isn't that. Like, yeah, you know what that kind of reminded me of, and I've heard people kind of theorize about this. Like, the demo that we saw was Peter Parker. It was confirmed by Insomniac, mm-hmm. and then the stinger at the very end of the demo showed Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. And this demo maybe kind of reminded me of like in games where you you start off with all of your powers and then you die and then you have to like. Or like you get all your powers taken from you and you have to like restart from scratch. Like I have this feeling that like Peter Parker will have to either leave, die, hand over his powers or whatever to Miles Morales. And like this felt like the intro sequence of a game where you're establishing the tone and like what you will be doing, right? Um, But it was like there's so many QTEs. And I feel like that sort of stuff only happens like at the beginning and end of games. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that could be the sequel. Yeah, of like, like oh, like here's how like Spider Man starting over because it's a new Spider Man. Like that's why he doesn't have all of his powers in the last game. Yeah, uh, cool. I can see that. Or they just do a Metal Gear Solid two and you play for like an hour as Peter Parker and then immediately <laughs> take on Miles. That'd be pretty awesome too. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so- it just the the demo that they showed just reminded me of everything that I was just never really jived on with like Infamous and like even sunset overdrive to to some to a lesser extent like like kind of just like i never really like in an open world game when i have to like chase someone like mm. i'm thinking like of racing in grand theft auto or races or like collecting flags or something in or even doing an assassination in an assassin's creed which gets a good transition like those just like aren't my favorite ways to like be in that world or that kind of world yeah like if they showed just like seven minutes of someone swinging through the city like <laughs> that's what people like about those games that would have been enough um, or like doing something a little bit more idle or uh, something more fun I, I don't know seems a little too structured for a Spider-Man game yeah and like so I think that somebody I don't know if they're talking to a developer um, but like in that demo like you could see the compass that had like the map of the city yeah. And, like, it, it extended far beyond, like, the building he was on. So, like, who knows if you could just straight up, like, jump off that building and, like, swing around to, like, maybe you're trying to get to, like, a better vantage point. Like, in missions, I could see them, like, trying to, uh, like, box that stuff out. But, uh, yeah, like, and again, like, we'll see. Like, there, there's most likely a big part of that game that's between missions where, you're like, you're swinging around the city, picking up side missions and doing, like, in-overworld stuff, like, it, it, it's just, like that game's still 
like at the very least isn't coming out for another like seven or eight months and that's in a best case scenario because it's a 2018 game so at psx we're going to see more of it maybe next e3 even i hope not but um that strikes me as like maybe a i don't know maybe a spring either god of war or spider-man like one of those games will come out early next year one's going to come out later um yeah i wouldn't actually be surprised if so for, God of War seems like a May ass game to me. Yeah, <laughs> I, and so God of War last year they showed some gameplay stuff, and Spider Man they didn't, which makes me think that God of War is probably a little farther ahead. Sure, but yeah. I also trust Insomniac to get a game out like at a pretty yeah. quick clip over uh, Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah. And the next game on your list is uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Ass, yeah, ass, ass, like, ass, ass, ass. yeah, we talked a little bit about this um, Sunday night, and like uh, those. Those again, those demos didn't do anything for me. See, like it. Apparently, people are saying like they're borrowing a bit from Dark Souls combat, um, not quite as intense, bit. but um, and like they're introducing RPG mechanics where you're gonna like like collect and scavenge weapons that have you know stats and different abilities, and you'll you know gain armor and um, the skill trees actually looked really dope. Like there's actual proper like skill trees in it instead of like oh you reach this level you're gonna get a new thing like. Like I, I, yeah. I, again, like my chief complaint of Destiny was that, and so it's like, oh, Assassin's Creed's more of an RPG than Destiny now. Like, <laughs> interesting. Like, I'm excited to see what that is, but um, yeah. on the same day in October, Wolfenstein Two, Super Mario Odyssey, and Assassin's Creed are coming out, and if I had to pick one of those games to not get, it would still be Assassin's Creed. But yeah, yeah. But I'm interested. Like, if that game like reviews well, like, and like I hear good things about it, like, it's on my radar right now. Is something that like. I'm going to be open towards. Um, yeah, and if it turns out that game's awesome, like, I'm going to take credit for that, of calling it. <laughs> I'm just worried yeah. it's, it's just going to be tower climbing and people jumping and... But, like... The, what people like? Just the fact that it's in like ancient it. Egypt, it's, like, not as vertical, so there can only be so much of that, which yeah. has me excited. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the I... Games that, any yeah, any final ahead. thoughts on it? No, th- those games do something for a lot of people, and like I'm happy that they get they're getting another one that seems to be doing more of the same. I don't know. Yeah, like f- for me, like the only one that did a lot for me was four, and it was because of the pirate yeah. stuff, um, yeah. like the running around, like like I hate those missions where you have to like walk yeah. on the rooftops following somebody. Um, like if they can shed a bunch of that and like kind of take this more like. Um, like combat intensive and not like the Batman style combat that it's had up until this point. Like if this combat can replicate dark souls in any small fashion, like I'm, I'm so fucking into it. Yep. So days gone. Days gone, man. I see some kind of potential in that game, but I just, I don't know what it is. Like it, it, it you know, like it, it's, it looks nice. It, yeah, but it could have a hard thing in those demos to like make you care for anyone in those in that setting. Like, something yeah, that I would say that Last of Us did very well early on in its marketing, and it sucks to keep comparing it to The Last of Us, but it's easy, and it's sort of what we have for this type of game. Um, like, it, it did a good job of making you, or it teased out information about the characters in its world very slowly, and mm-hmm. I think it established reason to care for people early on. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I no, think that. Well, well maybe I, I said it, but it, it's sort of like showing someone walk, the Walking Dead season five uh, as their first introduction to that show. Like, 
you, yeah. there's so much violence in that show that that like y- you kind of understand once you've been watching it for a while but if you just start off a trailer with like trying to establish this motorcycle guy as like a hero like or, or like like the guy you want to play as and then he kind of yep. just like shoots a dude in his head in the head like it, it was Apparently sort of there's weird. some even more like tonal shit where like you know you have no problem curb stomping something in the head or shooting something in the face but then you like walk around a corner and there's a dead body and your character gasps like it's like never the, seen a dead body before it's the watchdogs problem yeah I, you yeah. you killed my niece so i'm gonna kill all of you like right yeah like because at least this character's gonna be like nathan drake where it's like hey guys what's up it's me nathan and then yeah. like you're a sociopath what's wrong with you yeah. um so i i i guess like it might be more grounded and more kind of realistic that way but I, I'm just not in, into the character to begin with, and like, just m- like mindlessly gunning down a bunch of zombies isn't very enticing. Same. So we'll see. That game, yeah. as Chris Plant wrote, deserves to have a chance on its own. Yep. Um, but I think that's gonna do it for us. Anything else you guys can think of? Uh, um, it's just gonna be such a fucking good year, of games. Like it's already it's been already so good. good. Yeah, like yeah. and uh, Metroid Prime Four and a Pokemon for Switch got an- announced. Like nothing was shown, but like, like th- those games would be in my top five probably if like we like we agreed to not include things like that. Um, yeah, but I'm excited for that. XCOM 2's expansion looks fucking awesome. There's tons, like, tons of stuff to be excited about. Yeah, I saw the, Sc- the Scorpio box or the Xbox One Xbox at the Microsoft Store, and did you see the chip I didn't processor see the chip. that does it all? Did you see the vapor uh, chamber? I vaped in honor of it, but no. Nice. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to Fans of the Genre. You can send your emails um, to get them read on the show at info at infinitedogs.com. If you like what we're doing, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that helps others discover the show. It takes just a few minutes, and it really helps us out. You can follow me on Twitter at Rhodes Clark. Mikey, where can people find you? Uh, the internet, uh, places, yeah. coffee shops sometimes. Um, I'm at Mikey Krieger on Twitter. Um, um, I'm uh, in Rhodes's closet right now. I was about to say that's, that. That's what that echo. Is. Yeah. Somebody let me out, Weird. please. It you, 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 you're. What's that phrase about um, lying in the bed you made or whatever? You're doing that to yourself. Anyway, Brian, where can people find you? <laughs> At Brian T Swanson on cool. Twitter. Um, we'll be writing up some more of our thoughts on these games and more at infinitedogs.com. You can follow the show at Fans of Genre. Um, thank you to John Bash for composing original music for us. Find more at johnbash.com. Please retweet the show. That's all I got to say. Please, please, retweet. Retweet, please retweet our good podcast. Our real good podcast. Our yeah. really good, good podcast. Good boys. Thanks for, thanks for listening. And we'll probably not see you next week because I'm going to be in Hawaii. Later, bitches. Hawaii. Aloha, bitches. Bitches.